0: are you transitioning from the corporate world into entrepreneurship my guest today shares how she found her purpose and passion while making fudge on this episode of coffee with tea so please stick around and enjoy the show And welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler. And I'm excited because we're going to be talking about purpose and passion. And so I want to welcome Ms. Hillary Supporter to the show. Welcome, my friend.
1: Welcome. Thank you so much, Tanya, for having me on today. I'm really excited about this.
0: I'm excited, too, because you are, you are known as the fudge deliciousness woman in our networking group so I want to know more about like how did this passion come about and all this stuff but before we really dive into that conversation tell a little bit about how you've been handling this whole COVID reopening and how your business has been flourishing and a little bit more about who you are so the floor is yours my friend tell us about you.
1: Thank you well as you mentioned I'm Hillary I am known as the fudge lady um, I've been in business just over ten years, and it's amazing that um, how it started of a little passion that I had before being downsized from corporate America and how from there I turned it into a full-time business and um the let's start with, first with the pandemic. I mean, I was very fortunate that I had been doing my business online. I don't have a storefront as you know. And so for me it was just these Zoom calls and that's how I met you. It was just getting onto these these groups where they couldn't meet live and so people went ahead and one group led to another and I was able just to tell my story and say what I do and just from there people I guess decided that they wanted to support small business local business and I was just very fortunate. and my business, I actually, the Christmas of COVID was my biggest Christmas in 10 years. So it was just a really exciting biz, you know thing for me. I changed my website, so that helped as well. and just um, I mean, most everybody likes fudge or likes giving Fudge and so that was kind of how things started for me. So I've been very fortunate.
0: Right, right. I I lo- I love your story because like you said you 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 downsized but you didn't let it keep you there and you found out a little bit like did you go through your inventory list and say what can I do? I mean, how did you get onto this whole fudge yeah. thing? I mean, how did that this come about?
1: So I so as I mentioned I um I'd been making fudge for about 15 years. Um I worked for a large motorcycle company and they closed my department down and that was in December of 2010. And the market had taken a turn as a whole, and they just decided one day they called me into the office and said, "You are no longer employed." And I was like, "Okay, well, what do I do next?" And I kind of thought I had—I owned an ad agency for 20 years and decided that I wanted to go back into business for myself. I like—I like being my own destiny. Um, and I just, you know, that day that they called me into the office. It's completely blindsided. I mean, I just did not know that three days after Christmas that I would not have a, 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 you know, an office to go back to. And so it was my husband's ex-wife as we were eating fudge during, you know, the, during new year's. And she said to me, why don't you turn this fudge business into, you know, this, this fudge that you make into a business. And I was like, Wow, and fortunately, we're really good friends. And to this day, I thank her all the time because I really love what I do. And but she was the one who kind of like planted the seed. So April first was of 2011 is when I started my business. It was an April Fool's joke to myself, and I thought, you know what? Let's go ahead. And I mean, I started with six flavors that I had created, and I now have over 30. And part of that whole thing was is just try to make something that's unique. I mean, our tagline is. Real unique fudge. And, you know, we've got Cuban coffee, toffee. We now make our own toffee in house as well. So it's all natural. Whereas before we used, you know, we're trying to make our product as natural as possible. And our key lime pie actually has a graham cracker crust on it. And I have I a have fudge with spice in it. And I've got pumpkin pie for this season. And so we just, you know, I'm always trying to create something new and different. We do have the classics, you know, our, you know, classic peanut butter and our classic milk chocolate and our classic dark chocolate. But a lot of people like to experiment with things, especially nowadays. And that's kind of where we have moved. And so 10 years later, you know, we're just, thriving. Um, We turned the six, as I said, into over 30 different varieties. And we took these really ugly half pound containers. And because of my marketing background, we now have products that people, we put their logo and their message on, and they can use it as a marketing tool. So, you know, I always tell people you can give, especially now that the holidays are coming up, you can give somebody something that has somebody else's logo on it, or you can give them something that's going to put a smile on their face but at the same point it advertises you. So we can do that for you and that's kind of how it's moved forward.
0: I I, I love the stories. And I you know and I, and I really want to before we really dive more into like um you know more about your business and stuff like that because I know there's things that you do to keep the passion alive. So for You know, for someone who's out there who's, you know, maybe facing the same crisis that you hit, you know, they've been downsized. What would be some of your advice for them if they were like trying to figure out where they need to go next?
1: Yeah, I mean, I always believe that you spend so much time at your off, you know, at work that you got to find something that motivates you, that makes you want to get up in the morning. Um, you know, some people it's the money and that's fine. I mean, I think that you just need to find, if you wake up in the morning and you don't like where you're going, you don't feel like you're paid enough and all these things, then, you know, you you spend, you know, you think about it and people work more than eight hours a day now. And so just even if it's at eight hours a day and 40 hours a week, it's a huge chunk of your waking hours that you're spending trying to make money so that you can have your basic necessities, but also hopefully make enough money that, I mean, my passion is to travel. I work I work to travel. I love to eat good food. Those are the two things. When I travel, I got to find places that have good food. Um, And that's kind of that's what motivates me to get up in the morning. But I also found something that I love doing. And I've told my, you know, I've told my clients, and I've told my husband, if I wake up multiple days, and I decide I don't like what I'm doing anymore, either I need to change what I'm doing or change who I'm being those are just the two things is it a personal thing that's going on or is it that I just don't have that passion anymore and I think that that's I think that's a huge thing so for anybody looking to do business I mean start off within yourself I mean is there something that you enjoy doing whether it's collecting something or or whatever the case may I mean there's businesses that have the, the strangest of things that are very, very successful businesses. So I think you need to start there. And also, you know, going to your close knit friends and family sometimes they even know you better. It's like, I mean, which in this case was mine, you know, my husband's ex, you know, we all are really good friends. And she found something in me that I don't know if I would have thought on my own to say, oh, let's go ahead and start a fudge business in South Florida. I mean, that's crazy unto its own with all the heat, but you know, it works. And so that was, you know, I think I was fortunate also that, I didn't have to find a job the day after I was able to kind of spend just a little bit of time thinking about it, but I mean, it didn't take too long to start. Okay. If I'm going to do this, how am I going to do it? So I think that's where you start.
0: Right. Right. I, I like how you, you you know, share, find your passion and stuff like that. So my question is like, Some people start a passion, you know, they, I, I, for example, I used to do crafts, but then after a while I started to feel like it was, it took over to like a job. So how do you keep that passion alive? How do you keep that energy alive?
1: Right. Well, for me, I mean, I think my clients actually helped me keep it alive because, um, you know, through the pandemic, the one thing that I really missed was being out in front of people and having them sample my product and them telling me how much they loved it. Um, Because that's just like a stroke, you know, that's like stroking you without, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you get that pat on the back and, you know, your friends will tell you. That's why at the beginning I thought, you know what, let's start with some farmer's markets because, you know, your friends and family will sometimes tell you how wonderful something is. I mean, if you've ever watched, I always, I always equate it to, if you've ever watched any of those like, um, singing shows, oh, my, my family says I sing so wonderfully. And you get on and you go, oh my God, they've been lying to you. Okay. So I kind of took that as well. Like, um, do people just eat my fudge because I make it or is it, really a a sellable item. And so I started at the farmer's markets. And when a complete stranger tries your product and says, Oh, my God, this is the best I've ever had, or, Oh, I don't like fudge, but Oh, my God, yours is so different. That just keeps me going. So during the pandemic, it was more of kind of having to look for that where, hey, if you like my product, will you go ahead and do a Google review for me or whatever the case may be. And when you start to read what they say, and these are strangers that don't have to, I mean, I could ask for something and they could go, oh, yeah, no, I'm not, I just don't do stuff like that. But that's kind of, I mean, I think it's that self gratification or like my husband does events with me and you know, we're back to starting up doing events again. And, you know, all of a sudden I'll walk in if, you know, if he's doing an event and I end early, I come over to where he's at and he like immediately, oh, that's the fudge lady. That's the one who makes it. And then I have the people tell me. So it's just that, that reaffirmation that people like what I do. And, you know, of course, sales equates to that as well. If i if, if people are buying my product, then I know that they must like it because, you know, most people aren't going to, I mean, people are nice. But they're not going to sit there and buy you know fifty dollars worth of fudge just because they like me i think they're going to want to so that's kind of it
0: <laughs> well thank you so much hillary because we're at the you know we're at the point and hillary's been drop- dropping gems so if you've enjoyed what she's been putting down so far and you're picking them up please give us a thumbs up maybe leave a comment down below let us know how you're how you're feeling maybe some comments that you have so i you know i want to dive into too because You you know, I I think you said you mentioned that you had an advertising business. So, did you like have um? How did you transition in from their corporate mindset to the entrepreneur mindset? Because that takes a little bit of a an adjustment too. So how how do you how did you do that?
1: Well, I ended up I had my agency for twenty years and I ended up selling it. So I got out of the business completely. And so I even to this day, people call me up and they're like, oh, so social media. I, you know, I got rid of my agency before social media was anything. I mean, I I sold my business back in 2000. So I kind of, I really didn't actually necessarily transition. I was able to take some time off, do some volunteer work. And then I ended up back in the business world, working as a personal assistant and then after that point, I mean, I literally had to tell my boss that he needed to let me go because his business wasn't doing well. And I was, you know, a luxury item for him. And um, so I got, you know, called by um, by the motorcycle dealership. And I got, that's how I got back into advertising and marketing. But then all of a sudden had to start dealing with social media. But for me, the transition was just that I I had worked for people and I had worked on my own and I do believe that anybody can work on their own, but you have to be diligent. Um, Some people do better when they have assignments given to them and then they end up where the boss or supervisor is over them and they have to become accountable to somebody else. I believe that you've got to be true to yourself. You've got to be accountable to yourself before you can become accountable to somebody else. So, you know, in today, even, you know, at, with, during the pandemic, how many people are working from home and you don't have that boss standing over you anymore. So you've got to have, be diligent to do things on your own. And I, so I think that that transition from working for somebody, working now at home, especially, and having to be accountable and knowing what's on your plate, to working for yourself, Um, it's going to be probably the hardest job you ever have, but at the same point, it can be the most rewarding. And that's just what I always tell people when they go, how did you do it? And I've owned, I've been fortunate. I've owned several different businesses. I've owned a water filtration company. Um, I've worked in the ad business. I've owned multiple real, you know, um, properties. So I've been a landlord. So, you know, just different things. I owned a jewelry company. So uh, just different things that you do but you've got to, you've got to have the passion. You've got to have goals. Goals are like a big thing because otherwise you don't know where you're going to. So that's um, one of the, that could be, that's another whole, that's another whole session, Tanya, that we can talk about it another day about goal setting, but I definitely would love to. Yeah. I definitely believe that, if you wake up every morning and you don't know your checklist of what you need to do for the day, but at the same point, what would you like to achieve this week, this month, this year? You're just going around in a circle, and I think that that's um, I think that's just such a big, big important part of it. So. Hopefully I answered that question. I don't know oh, if yeah. I- yeah. <laughs> get me going I- and I don't know how to stop.
0: Oh, no, because I, like I said, you've been picking, the, you know, dropping gems. So I hope, you know, people who are, you know, maybe transitioning into, you know, maybe yeah. the the uh, entrepreneur setting, you know, taking on some of the lessons that you've learned, you know, that had to take along the way.
1: And, and you know, I'm going to open it up. Any of your listeners, if they want to pick my brain, I do this all the time. I love helping Um, somebody who is looking at a dream and, you know, it doesn't always happen with them, but if anybody wants to, I'm always open to like help them out with whatever knowledge that I have. So I'm going to just open that up as well. So
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. I I appreciate the offer. And I want to actually, you know, I want to make sure that we, the one thing that people take away from your interview, if they don't hear anything else that you're sharing today, what's the one thing you want to leave the audience with?
1: Just, I mean, I just think that, If you've got the opportunity and you've got the guts, you got to just try to go and and follow your dreams. I mean, your dreams are, I mean, life is short when all said and done, we're on this earth and we don't know how long each person is given a different amount, but to wake up every day and not be happy in your situation is just such a shame. I mean, you're not going to wake up every day happy. Trust me. I don't, but um, I fortunately, if I can count on my 10 fingers, fortunately, more of them are up that are happy days and not happy. And I just think that, um, I've learned in my life that I've been very blessed. So let's start there. But I think that I wake up and even on the day where things could possibly not be like in my mind, not the best, unfortunately for somebody else, it's worse. And so, yes, there are people that have bigger and better and more and whatever, but be happy with what you have, um, because living up to somebody else's dreams or aspirations is just a downward slope. So that would be like my big thing that you just got to really be, be within yourself. And if you're not happy with something, most of the time you can change it. Most of the time it can be changed. And it's just a matter of looking inward to find out what needs to happen outward.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So Miss Hillary, we're down the last couple of minutes and stuff, and I want to make sure everybody knows where can people find more information about you connect with you, maybe even find your delicious
1: fudge. How can we find you, my dear? Thank you. Well, the um, it's a and it's flare F L A I R. So it's a F L A I R F O R. F-U-D-G-E dot com. And um, my I can also be reached on my cell phone, which is um in Fort Lauderdale, 954-816-8585. And you can reach me even if it's not for fudge, if you want to reach me just to talk, I'm always open for that as well. But hopefully, um, you know, we've got some great um, flavors. And if somebody's not sure what they want to purchase, they can also call me for that. Also, they don't have to go through the website. So hopefully I can talk to some people.
0: I love it. I love it. And this is my unofficial question. And I think I should throw it in there. Cause I ask it all the time. Would you be willing to maybe come back another time and we can dive down into setting goals and stuff like that?
1: Definitely. I think I invited myself already. So I would love to
0: <laughs> well, let's do the formal invite then.
1: <laughs> thank you. I accept graciously.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I want to say thank you for your time Ms. Hillary. It's been a pleasure talking
1: to you. Thank you so very much. Thank you for this opportunity. And, Um, wishing everybody in your audience a sweet day, a sweet holiday. Um, All I can say is, you know, keep me in mind if you want something really different and um, look forward to talking to you soon, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. you. And I want to remind everybody who tuned in that yes, feedback is always welcome. Remember that links that are, Hillary mentioned will be posted down in the description box below. So please make sure you check it out down there below. If you've enjoyed everything that we talked about and you and, and you want to know more about that delicious fudge, please give us a thumbs up, smash that like button. And then remember, if you want to continue getting all the insights that everybody's sharing, especially like what Ms. Hillary shared today, please hit that subscribe button over there and take things in stride, go with the flow and create your own path. And we will see you here on another episode of Coffee with Tea. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Tanya again, popping in to say thank you for listening to today's show. Coffee with Tea interviews are always free. And if you're enjoying the wisdom and insights that are being shared, please stay and grow with us and show your financial support. You can buy us coffee or become a monthly supporter. Links are posted in the description box. And again, I wanted to personally say thank you for tuning in.